This week on Grape Encounters Radio. I look at The Revenant as the story of revenge of this fur trader who is left for dead and decides to go back and get the guy who left him for dead. And I say, you know, there's a lot of attitude in there. And the first thing that comes to mind for me is just a big, big, old, spicy Shiraz. Wow. And now, transmitting our signal to wine lovers of the world, we bring you Grape Encounters with David Wilson. All right, it is time for your weekly Grape Encounter. And as I mentioned last week, this is the time of year that we do something that is one of my most fun exercises that we do here on Grape Encounters Radio. It's when we take the nominees for Best Picture and we pair them up with wines. It's not a very scientific process, but it is a lot of fun. And I don't think I've ever sat down and watched a good movie when I didn't have a glass of wine. Although occasionally I will make a margarita, but that's a story for another time on the with me to help out in this exercise is somebody we've never had on the show before, and I'm kind of a little familiar with him because he is a film critic, and he can be heard all over the country and also appears on Como TV in Seattle, and coming to us from Seattle is movie critic Scott Cardi. Hey, Scott, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to finally be on this program, especially <laughs> talking about such a great topic. So here's the deal. I want to explain it to listeners as best we possibly can. So we look at the movies. A couple of them stumped me, Scott, really. But we look at the movies that were nominated for Best Picture. And then for any crazy reason that we can come up with, we pair a wine or maybe a couple of wines with that picture. I I got some good ones here, but I want to start with some of the harder films, I think. Let's start first with Bridge of Spies, which is the true story of the American attorney who brokered a deal to trade a captured Soviet spy for a downed U.S. spy plane pilot. And can you tell us a little bit more about the film, Scott? Well, of course, this is the movie that stars Tom Hanks and was directed by Steven Spielberg. And the Coen brothers are writers on it. So there's a lot of good uh, caliber talent behind this one. Um, But this is a beautiful film. It is so rich in its history and obviously talking about a time that seems so far away, yet every now and then in current politics, you hear little things that come up and you go, hmm, boy, that could happen again. But the cinematography of it set in Berlin uh, at Checkpoint Charlie even, and you've got just that old city feel back in time. It's got a snowy scene, and Tom Hanks is this attorney that just has no idea how he really got into brokering this deal, uh, and quite honestly doesn't really want to be there, but he is, and, and did a fantastic job in his performance. Okay, so what are your thoughts in terms of wine? And you live in a great wine country, the wine country up there in Seattle, you know, great Washington wines. So what do you think is going to be the best wine to pair with this? Well, the first thing that came to mind for me was because it's set in Berlin and there's that German connection, it popped into my mind of a Gewürztraminer. But then I thought, well, this isn't really a sweet sipping wine. This is a pretty intense movie. So that's one that I could throw out. Uh, You know, Chateau Saint-Michel up here does a good Gewürztraminer that, you know, is is quite delicious and goes really well at that Thanksgiving with your turkey. Okay. (laughs) Gewürztraminer. Well, you know, I'm kind of with you on that. I went straight to the German wines as well. And Gewürztraminer doesn't have to be sweet. So you know you're drinking a German wine when you're drinking Gewürztraminer. So I don't know. That's as good a guess as any for me. (laughs) I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to. Let me ask you a question about the, the wine because 
because you said that it doesn't have to be sweet, yet so many people have that association with that varietal. Well, Why is it that, that there's so much emphasis on the sweetness among too many of the, the wineries? Well, for starters, German wines in general do tend to be sweet, and the sweeter the wine is, the more expensive it is, which is just the opposite of how things are in the U.S., where, you know, sweet wines tend to be the cheap wines and the dry wines tend to be more expensive. But, you know, in Germany, it, it starts with a, a table wine and then they have a Spätlese, which is just a little bit sweet, an Auslese, which is even sweeter, a Bierenauslese, which is quite sweet, a Trockenbierenauslese, which goes glug, 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 glug out of the bottle, and finally an ice wine. They say ice wine. And that is so sweet that you could put it on your pancakes. Do, oh. ger- do Germans eat pancakes? <laughs> I, 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 they I guess they waffles, do. Don't they? I don't know. Either way, I'm getting a sugar headache just listening to that. All right. Okay. Let's go on to the next film because uh, – and, and by the way, we're going to have on later on in the show Chris Kern uh, who specializes in pairing wines with actor and actress personalities. So <laughs> I'm going I'm to throw this one uh, at him. Let's go on to The Revenant, Okay. Oh, Revenant is is that fantastic movie that everybody's been talking about with Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hardy. Uh, And if you go, if you go onto YouTube, you may see an interview that I got to do with those two guys, which was quite a bit of fun. And one of the things that I took to them was a s'mores kit that had these smoked chocolate chips in them. And Tom Hardy just started eating them during the interview and wouldn't stop as Leo kept talking and being very deep and intellectual about the film. So I know that these guys like to eat. I know they like the chocolate. And so I look at The Revenant as the story of revenge of this fur trader who is left for dead and decides to go back and get the guy who left him for dead. And I say, you know, there's a lot of attitude in there. And the first thing that comes to mind for me is just a big, big, bold, spicy Shiraz. Wow. That's an interesting choice. Now, I was uh, on a completely different playing field when I came up with mine. Everybody talks about the bear attack scene in this movie. And as as a matter of fact, one of, one of the uh, topics of discussion is the fact that uh, the producers of the film have never divulged how it is that they pulled this off, right? Right, right. And I tried. I tried to find that out as well. All right. So since the bear is central to this movie and bears hibernate for a really long time, I thought uh, maybe we should choose a wine that lays down for a long time. What do you think of that? I like this. I really like this. So I'm going with a first growth Bordeaux, and it's going to be a Bordeaux blend because we don't know exactly how they did it, but they did it all the same. It lays down for a while, but boy, when you finally uncork it, it, it you drink it, it comes on like gangbusters. How about that? That is fantastic. I love that. <laughs> I thought you would find that brilliant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's talk about the next Next one, which is Room. I'm going to let you take a swing at it. Go ahead and explain that movie. Well, this is such a such a difficult movie to watch, but it's it's an amazing story of this woman who was was kidnapped, abducted, and is basically being held hostage by this man in a ten by ten shed in his backyard. Wow. Yeah. And of course, he he rapes her along the way. She becomes pregnant. She has a child, and this little boy, played by Jacob Tremblay, is raised inside of Room, and that's the name of the movie and everything he refers to in that is room and skylight and 
wall, uh, and it's it's a it's, it's just a devastating movie to watch on the emotional side. Um, so it's really hard for me to try to go. Ah, how do I put a wine together with this one? But I would think that it's it's for me it's it's a it's a movie that you really need to just sit and enjoy. It has to be something that you can basically let overtake you, go with the emotions, um, maybe a little bit mellow, and I would say a really nice Merlot is what I would drink with room. Wow. Okay. I appreciate your reasoning on this one. I, I Again, I went a totally different direction. I, 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 I imagined what it would be like if I was locked up in a tiny little room for all that time and what I would want when I got out. Now, everybody's going to feel sorry for me when I get out of the room, right? Right. So is this going to reveal your absolute favorite one? No, it's just going to reveal my ability to take advantage of a situation and be a martyr. Okay. Okay. Right, there we go. I like so, this. So I'm coming out and, uh, you know, people are going to ask you, well, what are you going to do, Mr. Wilson, now that you're out of that room that you've been in for all this time? And I'm going to say, if only I could afford a bottle of Screaming Eagle, that would take away some of the pain that I have suffered through. Now, somebody's like going to, yeah, somebody's going to hear that on the news, right? And I guarantee you, there's going to be all kinds of Screaming Eagle, which is, if you don't know, one of the most expensive, prestigious wines out of the Napa Valley, probably the single most talked about wine out of the Napa Valley. But you could pay thousands of dollars for a bottle of Screaming Eagle. Now, I'm thinking a lot of rich people who really want to take advantage of the situation are going to send me bottles of this stuff. I'm going to have a whole cellar full by the time is over. I think that they that would really strike a chord with them, that they would feel compassion for you and would be willing to give just a small part of their cellar to, to go toward the betterment of David. <laughs> yeah, I, Brie, you know Brie what? Wilson is nominated uh, as Best Actress for that role in Room as well. Oh, maybe we should... Brie Larson, I'm sorry. Maybe we should have picked, and, a, picked a wine that pairs well with Brie. Well, I mean, that's an easy one, isn't it? Yeah, go ahead. We're talking about Brie as a cheese, right? Right. So I'm going to go with a really... For me, I, I love a good Pinot Grigio with Brie. It's just, it's crisp and and balances it out. Really? Okay. And, and I was going to go with a Sauvignon Blanc. And, okay, and it would so be a, it would be a, the side there. It would be a, a California Sauvignon Blanc that has been on oak a little bit. A great wine to pair with that cheese. There you go. I like you know what, uh, Scott, we are reaching. <laughs> God. All right. All right. Hey, by the way, this is all in fun. We're not making light of some of the subject matter here in these films. We're just having fun, as we always do on Grape Encounters. Today, we're having fun with Scott Cardi, movie critic heard round the country and also on television in his hometown of Seattle, Washington, USA. We're going to be back with more Grape Encounters and some of the other films that were nominated for Best Picture in this year's Academy Awards. Grape Encounters is 100% estate-grown. We have, however, removed the pretentiousness and added a healthy dose of fun. If you work in the wine industry or are a wine lover that spends more than $25 a bottle, you should not be without the all-new Coravin Model 2 Wine Access System. The Coravin is a game-changer, allowing you to extract as little or as much wine from the bottle without removing the foil or the cork. As wine is poured from the bottle, inert argon replaces it, keeping the remaining wine inside absolutely pristine. That means you can drink the remaining wine in a week, month, or a year from now without any chance of oxidation or spoilage. The Coravin is the brainchild of a medical devices inventor who was tired of seeing delicious wine go bad because it wasn't consumed in one sitting. 
Today, it's the most important tool any wine enthusiast can own. The new Coravin Model 2 is available online at GrapeEncounters.com. Or if you're on California's Central Coast, you can see a demonstration or pick yours up at the Grape Encounters Emporium in Atascadero. Learn more about the Coravin at GrapeEncounters.com. A lot of people ask me why Manzanita Manor's incredible Portuguese dessert wine is called Two Horse. Well, the reason behind the name is as extraordinary as the wine itself. It's because the owner and winemaker at Manzanita Manor Organics actually uses two beautiful horses to pull the plow on her farmland. When you take your very first sip of the Two Horse Vineyard's irresistible dessert wine, you'll immediately experience the winemaker's unparalleled connection to the land. It's what really makes it so good. You can purchase this exceptional wine online, as well as their purely delicious walnut oil, 100% organic heirloom walnuts, and free-trade chocolate-covered walnuts. To learn more about all the Manzanita Manor Organics products, visit mmorganics.com. You can order all their walnut products there, and bottles of Two Horse, of course. Purchase and shipping subject to state and local regulations. Please see mmorganics.com for more information. He's back, and he's not alone. Your Grape Encounter continues with David Wilson and a little help from his friends. Back with Grape Encounters Radio and our pre-Academy Awards show. We do this every year. We talk about the films that are nominated for Best Picture. Sometimes we talk about the people nominated for Best Actor or Actress. And as a matter of fact, in a little bit, we're going to have our friend Chris Kernan here. He does this for a living. He, no, he really does. I'll tell you more about Chris when we get him in. But for the time being, it's Scott Cardi. And uh, Scott is a big-time movie critic and gets to sit down with the likes of Leonardo DiCaprio and we've asked him to come up with some ideas of what wines we would sit down and drink while we're watching this film on a DVD in the comfort of our own living room. Let's see now, Scott, I think we're going to go on to Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn is such a beautiful film. This is the the story, and it stars Shersha Ronan, and she is an Irish immigrant who uh, comes across in the 1950s to Brooklyn, and she leaves behind her mother and and some tragedy, and and then falls into a romance while she's here, and then she's faced with the decision whether or not she leaves and goes back to Ireland, or she comes back. And so it's a love story, uh, but the period setting of it is just beautiful in New York City, and the style of the 50s, and the cars, and the fashion, and and the simplicity of that decade. And so I look at Brooklyn, and the one thing that comes to me when I think of New York, one of my things that I absolutely have to do every single time is to walk down Mulberry Street in Little Italy. So I'm going straight for a Chianti. Oh, no. No, you can't do that. I can do it if I want. No, you cannot do that because that was going to be my guess. How dare you? (laughs) We actually agree on something for once. Exactly. But you know why I I was going to say a Chianti? Because that's the one thing, you know, New York, almost more than any place else, is made up of immigrants from Europe, right? Mm -hmm. And you can go into 
to the little uh, owner-operated restaurants there, and you can still get wine at your table that was probably made by the person who runs the restaurant. And they take these old Chianti bottles and they refill them over and over again until, you know, everything, the label, and it has a basket on it. The basket is stained with red wine. You know, it's a celebration wine. It's so deeply personal and delicious. And every time I go to New York, I try to find a restaurant that has those kinds of wines, uh, usually Italian varietals, as you said, and usually made by Italians. And I I would just think that would be the perfect thing, especially since there are no Irish wines that I'm aware of. <laughs> oh, that's See, I'm not aware of any Irish wines. I thought if anybody would be, you would know it. But uh, okay, no, they're, okay, they're, all right, they're, they're all focused right. on their Guinness over there. All right, actually, about a year and a half ago, there was a story about a guy who was planting wines in Ireland, and he was banking on the assumption that sooner or later, Ireland's going to become a warmer place because of global warming. And so he was able to actually get his first crop off, uh, making him, I believe, the first Irish winemaker. He didn't get a very good yield, and he said that the wine was probably going to taste terrible, but he was going to persevere anyway. (laughs) That's the Irish spirit right there. All right, that is the Irish spirit. Uh, Let's see. Let's move on to the big short. Uh, unlike you, Scott, uh, it's not the big shot. It's the big short. <laughs> well, there are plenty of big shots in this one. Christian Bale, Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, Brad Pitt. I mean, it's jam-packed with superstars in there, and they all deliver such unique and amazing performances. So there, there's a lot of individuality in it, and each person is really out for their own thing. Uh, there are a couple people that are really out to try to stick it to the big financial firms and and then there are people that just want to make money, and then there are people that feel really regretful about what's happening. So I won't give away too much about it, but uh, it is such a fun movie. And one of the things that director Adam McKay did with it is that he pulled in people like Anthony Bourdain and Selena Gomez to basically do these cameos where they try to break down these difficult and complex financial aspects revolving around the credit and the mortgage crisis, and they explain it. So it, it creates a lot of fun. I look at the big short, and I, I, I think of Wall Street, and I think of a really nice suit and a guy in a pinstripe suit, and he is going out, and he is going for the great big, the biggest, boldest cab he can find, Cabernet Sauvignon. That's it. But that's not my guess. Of course it's not. <laughs> no, I, no I, you know, but we were, right, we were right in sync on the last one. But, you know, this time, I, I always get these images of these young, hotshot traders on Wall Street. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm really engaged in the series Billions. Do you like that, oh, by yeah. the way? Yes. Which, which actually, if we had to pair a wine with that, you know it would be a Pinot because it stars Paul Giamatti, who was in the film Sideways, which is really a story about a guy who hates Merlot and loves Pinot. But mm-hmm. I digress. That has nothing to do with this movie. But, you know, just because these traders on Wall Street are good at making money mostly for themselves doesn't mean that they are socially with it. And so they're going to go for something that they presume is going to make them look like big shots. And that's always going to be Cristal champagne. They drink it like water. I didn't know we were going to be getting into the sparkles. I'll absolutely go with you on that one. Really? Absolutely. Are you giving up on me? No, I'm 
say I'm totally in support of that one. Yeah, but you're waving a white flag about your idea for a big, bold Cabernet, Scott. <laughs> I'm still going to stick with my big, bold Cabernet as my choice, but I fully understand your choice. You know, I thought you know, what I thought you were going to say though is is that you know that socially incorrect order and the person who thinks they know what they're ordering, and I thought you were going to say a white Zinfandel. <laughs> All right, no, I wasn't going to say that. Okay, what do we have left? We have the Martian and Mad Max, right? Oh, no, Spotlight. Spotlight. Oh, Spotlight. Okay, Uh, let's do Spotlight real quick, and then we'll come back to my two favorite movies, The Martian and Mad Max, okay? So uh, why don't you give us a brief description of Spotlight? I got a good one for this. Okay, Spotlight is, is that story of the Catholic Church and the sex scandal among priests. And the Boston Globe uncovered it years ago. Uh, this stars Mark Ruffalo, Michael Keaton, Rachel McAdams, Liev Schreiber, uh, and it's it's a it's a really good movie. I think it's a little bit overrated, quite honestly. Um, along, among a lot of my fellow critics, and it won the Critics' Choice Award for Best Picture, which is not what I voted for. So I look at this as just, you know, a lot of people talk about it. A lot of people want to want to be all on board with Spotlight. Uh, and I look at that again as one of those wines that everybody thinks they need to go buy. Oh, I know you're, I know you're going with this. Keep going. Yeah, I do. Go ahead. Where they think they need to go buy it. And, and that's where I would say that they would go with a French wine. You know what I'm going with now? Well, I think you're going to Pinot. No, I'm not going for Pinot. You're not. That would be good, though. Well, because say, every, because you know, everybody one of the thinks Boujolais Nouveaus, which oh. I don't ever really enjoy all that much. But people go crazy. They have to have it. Well, see, I I, I thought you were going to go with Pinot because after Sideways, which we were talking about just a moment ago, everybody thought they had to drink Pinot, and I don't like Pinot. You know what? And I'm not afraid to really? say it. I'm secure enough in my manhood to say I don't like Pinot, and so I thought that that was where you I thought that was where you were going to go. And you know what's so funny as you're talking about this I'm looking you know I've got my notes up and I've got IMDb and it's on the spotlight page and the ad that is placed on the right-hand side of the pages as I speak is for Billions with a picture of Paul Giamatti. <laughs> okay, all right. Hey, listen, we're talking to Scott Carty. He is a film critic and a wine lover and a great guy, and we're going through the Best Picture nominees for the Academy Awards and pairing them up with wines that we think you should be drinking when you watch these movies in the comfort of your own home uh, or in a movie theater. You may have to smuggle it in in your lady's purse or something. But anyway, we're going to come back. I still have my guess for Spotlight. I'll tell you that. And then we'll go on to my two favorite films, Mad Max and The Martian. We'll be back with more Grape Encounters. So stay with us for the big reveals. Want to know David's very favorite products for wine lovers? You can see them at GrapeEncounters.com. GrapeEncounters.com is where you'll find a hand-picked selection of products and accessories for wine enthusiasts that you aren't likely to find most other places. The selection of must-have wine-related products is awesome. So are the low prices. We have the all-new Coravin plus accessories, gifts, wine games, collectibles, and so much more at GrapeEncounters.com. You'll love the unique wine products waiting for you at GrapeEncounters.com. Grape Encounters Radio is based in Atascadero, California for good reason. It's the heart of the Central Coast wine country and the perfect home base for endless adventures. Atascadero is friendly, affordable, and offers unparalleled access to world-class equestrian ranches, bicycle trails, hiking, breathtaking beaches, cutting-edge culinary experiences, and endless wine country adventures. Learn more about Atascadero. 
the gateway to good times at visitatascadero.com. Living in and broadcasting from one of the world's finest wine regions makes it virtually impossible not to make frequent references to the multitude of amazing things going on here on the central coast of California. Grape Encounters Radio has built one of the world's most unique wine bars so that you can have the opportunity to come to the city of Atascadero and enjoy great wines and equally good conversation with me and other visitors. Best of all, my favorite hotel in the area is literally right across the street, the historic Carlton Hotel with accommodations that are both beautiful and affordable. The Carlton Hotel takes you back to a glorious time in California history. And now that the wine industry has ushered in yet another exciting new chapter here on the Central Coast, you can experience the best of then and now. Book your accommodations at the lovingly restored Carlton Hotel in Atascadero. Then, let me help you plan daily excursions that will create a lifetime of unforgettable memories. You'll find a link to the Carlton Hotel at GrapeEncounters.com. He's setting down the wine glass and picking up the microphone. Here's your Grape Encounters host, David Wilson. Back with Grape Encounters Radio and David Wilson and my guest, Scott Carty. He is a film critic heard throughout the country. He can also be seen on television up in Seattle, a great wine country in its own right. And Scott, we have asked to come up with wines to pair with the nominees for Best Picture. We were talking about Spotlight a little bit ago, and now uh, I have to give my selection for Spotlight, Scott. I, I need to hear this. Okay, so the whole Catholic priest scandal has had everybody up in arms for a really long time, right? So mm-hmm. I went immediately to sacramental wine. Sacramental wine. Yeah, but here's the the twist on this, okay? One of my most popular guests that we have on this show is a guy by the name of Will Olean, and he's in the Finger Lakes region of New York. And that might not mean anything to you in relationship to the movie Spotlight, but guess what? He owns the Oneida Winery, which in addition to making some great Finger Lakes wines, is the largest and oldest sacramental wine producer in America. Huh? So I'm going to say we're going to pair sacramental wine from Oneida, and I'm getting really specific here. But how lucky for me to have that resource to talk about. That is fantastic. That's really interesting. Boy, I got you on that one. Probably made the the hair on your neck stand up, huh? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, He's got a good contract. Boy, I tell you. Yeah, he does have a good contract, and he makes dang good wine, too. All right, we got two movies left, and the first one, all right, let's go with Martian. I'm kind of a, it's a toss-up for me whether I like Martian or Mad Max better. I like them both. Yeah, they're both fantastic movies. Right. Let's do the math. Our service mission here was supposed to last 31 souls. For redundancy, they sent 68 souls worth of food. That's for six people. So for just me, that's going to last 300 souls, which I figure I can stretch to 400 if I ration. So I got to figure out a way to grow three years worth of food here on a planet where nothing grows. Luckily, I'm a botanist. Mars will come to fear my botany powers. 
Wow. I had the privilege to watch both of them. And for The Martian, I did get to do interviews with Matt Damon. And that was a lot of fun. I got to talk to the entire cast of that one. Did you mention to Matt that you know me? I, I did. Okay. And he said? Well, there was a bit of a glazed look in his eyes. <laughs> it was not. You know I what? love I, Matt I Damon. Talk he... to him about, I talked to him about my Seahawks and his New England Patriots, and it got ugly real fast, though. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you almost got in a, in a fist fight with Matt Damon. I would never put that out as a headline. Okay. Go ahead and throw out your suggestion of a wine to pair with the movie Martian. I, I love mine on this one. Go if ahead. If I were the Martian and I were stranded up on Mars, there is a wine that a lot of people up here in the state of Washington covet, and that would include me, and it is from Leonetti. And I'm sure you're familiar with Leonetti, and it is, they just make some wonderful wines. I would go with the Leonetti Cabernet Sauvignon, hands down. That's what I would want to have out there on Mars and sipping away. And, and why exactly? I just, you know, the Leonetti family, the, the story of their wines is so fascinating to me. They started as just this little independent winemaker in Walla Walla, Washington, way before all of the other Winers were over there, and they just kept at it. And and every one of their releases has just been rock solid and fantastic. Okay, now I went a totally different direction with this. Okay, you know, so we've got Matt Damon stranded on Mars. He's got to try to do things he's never done before in order to get himself off the red planet. Right? right. He's got he's got a he's got a venture where no astronaut has ventured before. Uh, the other thing okay. is is that he's surviving on potatoes. Okay, so right, which I would. Have said he would have done vodka. Oh, no. Okay. But yeah, I can certainly see that. But now I take the potatoes and then I, 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 I take the idea of trying something you've never tried before and I'm going straight to Idaho wine. Okay. Because oh. yeah, Idaho, home of potatoes, right? Yeah. But yep. also the home of some amazing wines. They've got this really, really amazing wine country that's growing super fast. They're making super high premium wines. And like I said, Matt Damon has to try something he's never tried before. Most people have never tried wines from Idaho. So there. Like How about that? What's your favorite pick from Idaho? Ah, uh, no, I can't do that. You know, I just uh, I, I, there are too many that I like. So I don't All have right. a, I don't have a favorite. But I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, this next year we're going to Idaho. It's already on our calendar, and we're going to go through all the Idaho wines. So you'll just have to wait, Scott. Well, I may just have to drive across Washington State and meet you there. It's not that far. Well, how about we carpool? Okay, we can, we can Seattle. We'll make a road trip. We could we could rent one of those big RVs, right? And you could be working the margarita blender in the back. <laughs> okay. All right. We are down to one movie. This down is to it. Mad, to Mad Max Fury Road. Oh my gosh. I did not want to like this film. I had seen the previous one and, and really didn't like it all that much. I thought it was just plain weird. It'll take two weeks to skirt the wall of mountains. No. I suggest we go back the same way we came. Through the canyon. It's open. We know that, right? He brought all his war parties through. So we take the war rig and we charge it right through the middle of them. We can decouple the tanker at the pass. Shut it off behind us. Couple. <laughs> <laughs> and how exactly do we take the Citadel? Assuming we're still alive by then. If we can block the pass, it'll be easy. All that's left are his war pups. And war boys too sick to fight. And we'll be with Nux. He's a war boy. He'll be bringing us home, bringing back what's stolen as he's meant to. 
this movie, after about 10 minutes of watching it and saying, I don't know if I'm going to finish this movie, you suddenly get sucked into it so hard. It's an amazing ride. And most of the movie takes place going about 100 miles an hour, right, with all of these mm-hmm. amazing things going on er- everywhere. But go ahead and uh, tell me your take on Mad Max and why. Mad Max is a fantastic movie. And like you said, it, it is one of those movies. I was never a big fan of the earlier films. I'll be honest about that. And I was never a big sci-fi guy. And and that was just weird to me. But I sat down and I watched this and it did have a slow start. But as you say, it goes 100 miles an hour. There is a point in the movie where all of a sudden it kicks into this chase and you are gripped and, and you are tense. And I mean, you have a physical reaction watching that movie. One of the things I love about the movie is that I've seen it uh, about four or five rows ahead of me on the plane. Some other gentleman was watching it months after I had seen it. And I was able to follow the whole story without even having the sound, almost like a silent movie. So okay. it takes me back to classic filmmaking. Um, it takes me back to just something that I, I just, I could go to that time and time again. I could watch that movie over and over and over and so for me, I pick one of my absolute favorite wines from Woodenville and Woodenville Wine Country up here, and that is from the DeLille Family Cellars, DeLille yeah. D2, Mad wow. Max Fury Road. What's in it? It's a, it's a red blend. It's very heavy, heavy on the cab, and it's, like I said, it's one of those wines I will go to time and time again. Okay. Are you ready for now, mine? Are you ready, for, your... are you ready for mine? I am. Okay. So in the movie Mad Max, the central characters are in this war vehicle that has a great big tank that is towing water and then another tank that uh, apparently has some kind of fuel in it, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm thinking about them dragging, you know, all of this water across what looks like a a desert landscape, you know, maybe even the set for Martian. And it's got to be a place that is tremendously hot. And hot and wine are two things that do not go together at all. Not at all. So early on, in the early days of winemaking, there was a wine that became very popular because it was resistant to the heat. In fact, the wine was already oxidized, and it's Madeira wine. It's got uh-huh. it's a very sweet wine with a lot of alcohol, and that extra alcohol and sweetness is what keeps it from deteriorating. And if you ever go to the island of Madeira, you know it can get very, very hot there, just like the terrain in Mad Max. So I'm thinking they've got this wine, they've got a, you know, drag it across the desert. Uh, It's going to be um, subjected to these very high temperatures. So I'm going with a Madeira wine. And a second reason I'm doing that is because it's very sweet and delicious. And these people are deprived of almost everything. So I would think that they would want something really sweet on their lips. And that's my suggestion. And I'm sticking with it. And I'm going to guess that you're going to serve it chilled as well. No, it's not. How am I going to do that? Well, you're going to have to find a way. These people are going to be parched. Uh, listen, listen you know, uh, they show the interior of all these vehicles in Mad Max. Not a one of them. Not a one of them has a big gulp in the cup holder. Not one. <laughs> I love your selections. I really, really do. They're fantastic. We're going to be back with Chris Kern and uh, talk about uh, best actors and actresses. He's got a totally different take on this. This is one of the most fun things we do here on Grape Encounters and so pleased to have had on Scott Carty, who is a radio guy, actually. He was a program director turned movie critic and is doing an awesome, awesome job. And to prove it, he's on stations all over America, on television in Washington. And I'll tell you, Scott, 
Scott, it's been a great pleasure to have you on Grape Encounters Radio. David, thank you so much. I can't wait to, I'm going to stay tuned because I want to hear the uh, the pairings with the actors and actresses. I okay, wait. well, you, you can do that. I can, I can leave the line open and you can listen in, okay? Excellent. All right. Uh, this show is far from over because coming in is the inimitable Chris Kern of the Forgotten Grape Business, and he will join us next here on Grape Encounters Radio. Great, big, gigantic thanks to Scott Carty for playing our little game with us. And Scott, uh, we're going to do this again next Academy Awards. Cheers. Okay, cheers. Want to know David's very favorite products for wine lovers? You can see them at GrapeEncounters.com. GrapeEncounters.com is where you'll find a hand-picked selection of products and accessories for wine enthusiasts that you aren't likely to find most other places. The selection of must-have wine-related products is awesome. So are the low prices. We have the all-new Corbin plus accessories, gifts, wine games, collectibles, and so much more at GrapeEncounters.com. You'll love the unique wine products waiting for you at GrapeEncounters.com. Grape Encounters Radio is based in Atascadero, California for good reason. It's the heart of the Central Coast wine country and the perfect home base for endless adventures. Atascadero is friendly, affordable, and offers unparalleled access to world-class equestrian ranches, bicycle trails, hiking, breathtaking beaches, cutting-edge culinary experiences, and endless wine country adventures. Learn more about Atascadero, the gateway to good times, at visitatascadero.com. If you work in the wine industry or are a wine lover that spends more than $25 a bottle, you should not be without the all-new Coravin Model 2 Wine Access System. The Coravin is a game changer, allowing you to extract as little or as much wine from the bottle without removing the foil or the cork. As wine is poured from the bottle, inert argon replaces it, keeping the remaining wine inside absolutely pristine. That means you can drink the remaining wine in a week, month, or a year from now without any chance of oxidation or spoilage. The Coravin is the brainchild of a medical devices inventor who was tired of seeing delicious wine go bad because it wasn't consumed in one sitting. Today, it's the most important tool any wine enthusiast can own. The new Coravin Model 2 is available online at GrapeEncounters.com. Or if you're on California's Central Coast, you can see a demonstration or pick yours up at the Grape Encounters Emporium in Atascadero. Learn more about the Coravin at GrapeEncounters.com. And now, suited up in a little number from his Tommy Bahama wine lover's wardrobe, here's the guy who went from hipster to sipster, David Wilson. with Grape Encounters Radio and so happy to have live in the studio one of the real true friends of Grape Encounters. It is Chris Kern. He is the founder of the Forgotten Grape. You can find that at ForgottenGrape.com and also PasosBestWines.com because you moved right here to our area, Chris. I did, David. Always a pleasure to be here in studio at Grape Encounters Radio and to see you. Okay, so we have been promising listeners that we would talk about uh, some of the best actor and actress nominations at 
by the way, did you hear Scott and I in the green room? I did. You guys were hysterical. And I also <laughs> found it interesting that some of Scott's takes were very different from what my some of my takes were on the uh, the movies and actors. Okay, very well. So I'm going to let you do most of the talking here because you are the expert. In fact, this is what you do. This is how you have made your reputation as being the single greatest expert on pairing people and wine. So go for it. Yeah, this is what Forgotten Grapes is all about. And obviously, since we're talking about the best actors and best actresses with the Oscars, I went with all white wines this time. Oh, no. <laughs> really <laughs> Just say kidding. That. Just kidding. You I didn't did not really say that. that. Okay. But right. uh, I will say that when I was trying to find uh, connections with the actors, I found the men this time to be a lot easier to find their particular wines than the women. I think that's because the, the female roles are a little less showy this year and a little more subtle. But let's just jump right into those actors. Um, you know, you talked about Matt Damon earlier in The Martian. Great movie. He's got that one line that always sticks out to me. He's got to science the bleep out of it when he's stuck on the planet. To me, he needs a real technical, scientific-style wine. I'm thinking something Solaris, Solaris-style port or a sherry, where they blend the different years together in specific percentages to bring a really So accuracy is mix. everything. Absolutely. It's all about science as opposed to art in that. Oh, wow. That's, I would have never gone that direction, but brilliant. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate next, that. Next you know, the front runner for the best actor, Oscar Leo DiCaprio. In The Revenant, he's out in the mud. It's Canada. He's a fur trader in the 16th, 17th century. You need something rugged, heavy, musky. I'm thinking Northern Rhone Syrah, something like Cornache. Big, smoky, musky, heavy, big, big wine. All right, let's go to the next one. On the other end, you've got uh, Michael Fassbender for Steve Jobs. You know, you think Steve Jobs, you think the iPad, you think the iPod, you think the iMac. Clean lines, very crisp, clean, very symmetrical. I'm thinking Austrian Gruner Veltliner, you know, clean, classic, crisp, very, very uh, direct and knows exactly what it is. Wow. You have got it dialed in today. You've got Brian Cranston for Trumbo, an American who was very famous as a screenwriter. And then when he didn't testify in front of Joseph McCarthy, went off and was pretty much blacklisted. I'm thinking of a grape that was popular in the 30s and then disappeared for years and years and years. Alicante Boucher, a rarity that not a lot of people have heard of. Um, and then lastly, Eddie Redmayne, Danish girl. You know, it's a man who transitions to a woman for the first time. Oh, I I'm can't th- wait to hear this I'm one. thinking a wine that kind of fits in between. I'm thinking a California rosé. It's got a lot of fruit to it. It's pink. You know, it has those sort of bolder <laughs> red tendencies, but then it's light and crisp like a white wine. It doesn't quite know what it wants to be, but at the same time, it's exactly who it is and confident. Okay, all I can say about this one is that I, my mind keeps going to Bruce Jenner and his transition, and Jenner rhymes with dinner, so I'm, I like their wines. I'm going with wines from dinner. That was, a, uh, that was a reach, wasn't it? That's part of the fun of this little that's, game. What now? On the women's side, uh, you know, you've got Kate Blanchett, who's in the movie Carol, uh, one about a, a housewife who meets a shop girl and engages in a sapphic relationship with her. Uh, you need a wine that was kind of uh, subordinate for a while and then had to move on elsewhere to become something bigger. I'm thinking Malbec, an Argentinian Malbec, uh, you know, kind of trapped in Bordeaux behind Cab, behind Merlot. But as soon as it got to Argentina, it really got to express itself and, and truly be who it was. That, that is that, brilliant. I appreciate that. You're batting. I'm well over a thousand, I think, You're at this throwing point. a perfect game is what you're oh, doing. Okay, what's never, next? Never tell me I'm throwing a perfect game. That's the jinx. So okay. Brie Larson, if you haven't seen the movie Room, she is absolutely amazing. You know, she's the front runner right now to win. Room is all about a man who kidnaps a woman, has a child with her, and keeps her locked in. I'm thinking about a wine that you're going to want to keep locked in for a period. A cult, California Cabernet. We're talking a Colgin, a Harlan, a Screaming Eagle. Something that comes in kind of bright, light, but by the time you finally drink it after those years and years and years, it's going to have age, it's going to have experience, it's going to have all sorts of depth to it as well. It's funny because I actually chose Screaming Eagle as well for the movie. 
along those same lines, uh, you have Saoirse Ronan uh, for Brooklyn, a fabulous actress, young up and coming actress. You know, Brooklyn is about a woman who is from the old country, comes to America, transforms herself, then has to go back to the old country, kind of split between two countries. To me, that screams Chardonnay. You know, I'm thinking old school, burgundy, crisp, light, dry. And then you get back in the United States, you've got your California, your heavy, oaky, buttery Chardonnays, two completely expressions of the same grape, much like her in Brooklyn. Okay, we got a few more. Uh, the last two, Charlotte Rampling, 45 years, amazing actress, not one who's very familiar to a lot of American mainstream public. I, I you, love her, though. I will tell you that. She's fantastic. But unless you're a real film buff, you're not going to be familiar with her. But, you know, has this long career, very distinguished. To me, she's like Old Vines and So, particularly Old Vines and So from the Bechtold Vineyard up in Lodi. Uh, 125 years it's been there. The most amazing feminine light wines. But one of those that if you don't know about this grape, if you don't know about these vines, you you really have never heard of them. Ladies and gentlemen, I told you he was brilliant. <laughs> so we'll end on a high note. Okay, last but not last least. Last but not least, Jennifer Lawrence and Joy. Story of a woman who had nothing, was in a bad marriage, kids, didn't know what she wanted to do with her life, and really kind of reinvented herself into this absolutely amazing entrepreneur who has created products sold around the world. To me, something like Prosecco. You know, it's a wine that's very technically oriented, again, made in a very specific style, was something that, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you didn't even see in Italian restaurants, uh, let alone in every other restaurant. And suddenly there has been this huge wave of bright, shiny, light Prosecco that you find it everywhere. You can't you can't walk into a restaurant or a wine shop and not see Prosecco. All right. I'm, I, that's a very, very good pairing, I think. But I would go with probably any hundred point wine because any hundred point wine will mop the floor with the other wines. Oh, but uh, <laughs> I assumed it was something about Jennifer Lawrence being, you know, 100 percent when it comes to uh, to women. But OK, well, you can I, go either way. Yeah, with all right. Her. That's good. OK. You have a lot of this information online, right? Yep. You can go to ForgottenGrapes.com. Check out a lot of our profiles of lesser known and uncommon grapes. And what we do is just like I did here, we find a pop culture character, a celebrity, an icon, uh, something that shares a characteristic with that grape and use that as the jumping off point to help explain it to you. All right. Well, Chris Kern, you are the Einstein of wine. Wow. I appreciate How about that. that. Huh? Well, Chris, I, I sure appreciate you coming in. Ah, my pleasure. I don't know always, how, always good to be here, Dave. I don't know how many times we've had you on, but it's always great when you're here. Again, uh, you can find Chris's work at ForgottenGrapes.com or Paso's Best Wines, where you can actually buy some great wines there. So check it out. And that's going to do it for Grape Encounters today. And maybe in the meantime, you might want to figure out what wine pairs best with your personality. We'll see you next week. You never know what part of the country or the world the Grape Encounters microphones will take you to. Don't miss a single experience. Your Grape Encounter isn't over. We're just taking a breather until next week's edition. 